0: Welcome Welcome to to Teen Up, Up, a podcast that digs deeper into the thoughts of teenagers' minds about the wonders of the world.
1: If you're new here, I am your host, Isabella.
0: And I'm Glenn. If you're not, welcome back.
1: Here's a quick disclaimer. If we made any mistakes, please email us and tell us. Thank you. In the last episode
0: of the season...
1: We will circle back to the topic of death and how Taiwanese people deal with death.
0: Other than that, we will look at how people cope with other people's death. Okay, so I think um, I want to start with this idea of rite of passage. It's an idea by Arnold Van Gennep. Okay. So it's basically saying that after people died, like there are three stages of, you know, accepting this truth. Mm in a way but it's not necessarily how you deal with your own emotion it's how that person is being you know viewed okay so in the first phase people will like you know these dead people will withdraw from their current status and prepare to move on to another place what do you mean withdraw from this current status uh so like you withdraw from living like your spirit in a way
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, so the first stage, first phase, is called separation. Mm-hmm. So this first phase is saying that this individual that is like dead is being detached from where they were in the society. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe it's a father figure, you know, in the family, mm-hmm. or it's their children. It is being, you know, withdrawn from that group or people say social structure
1: oh uh, okay
0: um so these people are being you know withdrawn so it, it's it's more for like other people to understand the situation so other people are like looking at this way say oh okay so this person is now dead and we're just like understanding what's happening next like what happens when this person is gone mm-hmm. from this supposedly balance in our group, our family our society, you know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this person just kind of like leaves slowly, or like people are understanding this. So the next phase is the transition phase. Okay. Um. So it's during which one has left one place, but not has not yet entered the next phase. So it's like this person is dead, but we still don't know how this person is going to like fit in our understanding. What do you mean? Like I said, this person leave from, you know, their former place in the society or like, you know, in the community. So they leave. Right. Mm -hmm. But we still don't know where they are going or what they are now. Because the idea of them still exists. Mm -hmm. But what are they to us anymore? Like, because it's not living anymore. Or I mean, like he or she is not living anymore. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? What's next? basically it's like figuring out what's next mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. okay so
0: so it's just like a phase of uncertainty it's
1: like basically if a father dies like what does his child like think of this father like
0: uh kind of okay so it takes us to the next stage um it's called incorporation or reaggregation mm-hmm. so um it's basically saying that, this person has transitioned to the next status, like their next status. Mm-hmm. And they have this kind of like new identity. They just like re-enters the society with their new status or identity. Mm-hmm. So this kind of like reincorporation is characterized by elaborate rituals and ceremonies. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many, many, many ways of doing it. And I think I kind of like explained in a... Death view, like the rite of passage, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Like, it could be graduation. It could be retirement. It could be a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It's just like a transition of who we are and our identity in this society.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Or say you have a children. You're now a mother and like, what's happening Mm -hmm. now? You know, like that. Mm -hmm. But we are going to look at it in a death way today. mm hmm so, I think the thing that we can relate to the most is how people in Taiwan deal with death, okay, So I'm just gonna like talk about it briefly mm-hmm. because it is a very, very, very complicated <laughs> process,,
1: uh, no kidding, so, I'm sure,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and there's no way that we can get into all the nitty gritties of it, <laughs> okay, but we're gonna compare it with you know the three phase of like this kind of rite of passage and how people in Taiwan deal with death. Okay. Other people's death. The first thing, after people are dead, we believe that there is, like, spirit. Mm-hmm. So we will kind of, like, find their spirit. Because once they're dead, their spirit left their body. And we don't know where the spirit is. And it is said that these spirits are most likely to go back to places that they are familiar with. Mm-hmm. So, for example, their home. hmm um, there will be like people who have the ability to do that or understand that. They will like come to your house and they will talk to the spirit kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And they will, you know, find the spirit and they will put it in this spiritual house. It's like a temporary place for them to stay. Okay. It's also called a memorial tablet. Okay. So, um, after you're dead, you leave your home, right? Mm-hmm. Like your body is not there. Mm-hmm. You need to like put it in like this refrigerator mm-hmm. thing. I mean it's weird calling it a refrigerator, but basically it's like frozen your body. Right. And at that time you your spirit needs a place because you're not yet burned to ashes. Uh huh. So they will have this place for you to put your memorial tablet and basically saying that your spirits live there now.
1: Okay. In a tablet?
0: Um, not like iPad tablets.
1: More like a stone tablet?
0: Yeah, yeah, like that. Okay. So your descendants mm-hmm. or, you know, your loved ones will go to, uh like, pray. And they will prepare food two times a day. And you will have, like, your belongings with you, kind of. Mm-hmm. And you people will, like, buy things that you like to eat. Mm-hmm. Because as we said before, we think that whoever or whatever we're praying can eat the food that we put there, right? Right. So people like pray at these memorial tablets and, you know, just like hoping them well, mm-hmm. basically. So um, this is like how they deal with like spirit and to help them transition from this society to heaven, hell, whatever, afterlife. Mm-hmm. You know, um, afterlife in our culture is just kind of complicated.
1: I actually don't know it's the not, afterlife of our culture.
0: They are like also like hell heaven type of idea, but you know, we're not getting into that. Okay. What I'm saying is like people like pray, they will at the seventh day after the person that died, they will have a event and people will pray and hope that they can send this, their loved one to heaven. Oh, uh-huh. And it's basically like, helping them transition better to heaven.
1: Right. I think that's the same for, like,
0: Catholics. Oh, no, it's just, like, for Taoism. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how people do it in, you know... Other religions. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about that. So this is, like, the first seven days. And there's, like, this name for it. It's, like, the first seventh day. hmm So, and then people will, like, choose a day for... To like bury this person or to burn this person and for like their memorial ceremony, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Basically, you need to like look at this old calendar and you need to match your uh when were you born or like your zodiac sign, mm-hmm. Chinese zodiac sign, mm. and you know, all that kind of stuff. And you need to like match them to the day that you will be buried.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: And also, like, which direction you're going to be facing after you're buried. Oh, uh-huh. So you can see, like, for graveyards in Taiwan, we don't have, like, everything lined up. Mm. Like, everything is facing a different direction. That is because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so people will, like, pray to this memorial tablet until you are going to be burned. And you're going to be burned into ashes and put into this container called columbarium mm-hmm. um so it's basically made of like jade or whatever and they put your ashes in it mm-hmm. and sent you off to a building like a temple yeah um there are a lot of buildings like that doesn't necessarily mean a temple but some people are kept in a temple mm-hmm. so um you just like live there from now on mm-hmm. your spirits is going to be there mm-hmm. and you know, people will pray for you. Most of the time, there will be, like, um, Buddha sculptures over there.
1: Oh, right. Uh-huh.
0: And, yeah, that's basically a very, very simplified version <laughs> of how these how people deal uh-huh. with death. Because we still have so many things that we didn't cover. Yeah. Like, how people are being prayed. And, like, so many things. Like, uh, how spirits are being dealt with. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to be, like, transferred from one place to another. Like, it's a whole thing.
1: Yeah, it's a long process. (laughs) Right.
0: So these things that we deal with in our culture, I think it kind of resonates, the idea of rite of passage. Like, how people deal with the spirit. And, you know, after they go to afterlife, we put them in this columbarium. It's like giving them a new identity or, like, reincorporation. Mm-hmm. And I think the transition stage is like how people are trying to um, deal with the spirit and let them pass through to afterlife. And the first thing, like the first stage would be probably like um, removing them from our house and putting their spirit in a memorial tablet like that. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of like resonates the idea, even though two ideas shouldn't be related mm-hmm. in a way. So that's kind of interesting. Right. But I think another more important topic is how people feel when, you know, their loved ones passed away. Mm -hmm. So after the break, we're going to talk about how people deal with others' death psychologically.
1: Welcome back. Now we're going to talk about how people cope with death
0: psychologically. So, I think one of the most known model here is a five-stage model mm-hmm. by Elizabeth Kobler-Ross, mm-hmm. who is a Swiss-American psychiatrist. She wrote in her book on death and dying that grief could be divided into five stages, and her observations come from her ill individuals. Mm-hmm. So this model became known as the Kübler-Ross model. Mm-hmm. And it was originally used for people who were ill. But these stages of grief can be adapted for other experiences with loss, too. Mm-hmm. So in this case, death. So for stage one, it's denial. Because like dealing with this kind of like emotion of loss because it's like right huge, right? Overwhelming. Uh-huh. And people are often dealing with it with sudden feelings and that pretending the loss or change isn't happening. Mhm. Um and by denying it, you can have more time to like gradually absorb the news and like you can have more time to process it. Mhm. And this kind of denial is just like a common defense mechanism to make us numb of the intensity of the situation. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's basically mitigating it, making it not as shocking as it is. Right. And because you're denying it, so you're not facing your emotions. Mm -hmm. So after you move out of denial stage, your emotions are going to come back to you. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be very hard for this one. But then you will move on to stage two, anger. Mm -hmm. Anger is kind of like the masking effect for denial. Mm -hmm. Normally, anger is just hiding many emotions and pain that you have. And um, we direct this kind of feelings to other people Mm -hmm. like people who died or it could be anyone It could be your boss Mm -hmm. your ex or you know even non-living objects Mm -hmm. like you could be angry at your computer (laughs) (laughs) okay and your rational brain knows that whatever that you're being angry at isn't it to blame? Mm-hmm. But your feelings in that moment are too intense to let you hear your rational voice mm-hmm. in your head. So, anger masks feelings like bitterness or resentment. But even though anger masks this kind of feelings, not everyone will experience the anger stage. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, some might just stay in this stage
1: why would like not everyone experience this stage is it because of like just how that person is like how that person's just
0: yeah i guess it's just like how that person is i i mean it's psychologically everybody is different so mm-hmm, true it's just kind of like a model or like trying to simplify things so maybe it doesn't fit as well mm-hmm. for the most people mm-hmm. but i guess here it's just like talking about how not everybody's going to experience anger or some people can just be here forever. Okay. Um, so as this kind of feeling subsides, you're going to start thinking more rationally. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like facing your feelings more directly. Mm-hmm. So the next stage is bargaining. So when we are dealing with grief or loss, we may feel vulnerable and helpless. Mm-hmm. And in, in this time, we may like look ways to regain control or to want to feel like we can affect the outcome. So, for example, when we lose something, we will maybe to God, we will say, Oh, if you know we can have something back, then I will, you know, do something, something, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is very common. For people to turn to religious or, like, you know, make a deal with God right. or other higher power in return for healing or relief from this grief or pain. Mm-hmm. So bargaining is, in fact, just another way of defensing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's keeping us from our emotions of grief. Mm-hmm. It helps us trying kind to of like postpone the sadness, confusion, or hurt. So in this stage, we will create a lot of like, what ifs, if only, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, what if I did something? Maybe that person wouldn't be dead. What if I, what if I told them not to go out? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, this is what will happen in this stage. But it's just a way that we are postponing our sadness. Right. So for the next stage, it's depression. Mm -hmm. So for anger and bargaining, it feels like we are very actively trying to do something mm. but for depression it's more quiet mm-hmm. when we face loss in early stages in the first 3 stages we try to run away from it right but at this time of depression we are more able to embrace and walk through them you know in a more healthy manner mm-hmm. so we just like trying to subside our feelings and really face the feeling of loss mm-hmm. and some people will isolate themselves from others in order to fully cope with the loss i guess the example i have here is for maybe when you broke up with somebody mm-hmm. and you might say i don't want to talk i just want to sit in my room mm-hmm, mm-hmm. think about it i guess it's something like that mm-hmm. like you just want to isolate yourself to fully like submerge yourself into that situation and you know, to fully understand what's happening, mm-hmm. to deal with your own emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, this kind of depression is not like easy or it's not well-defined. Depression can be very difficult and it can be messy. Mm-hmm. It also can feel overwhelming and some people will feel like foggy and confused about this type of depression. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it seems like depression is the inevitable landing point of any loss like after all the stages you just like stop at depression Mm -hmm. but the article that i read it's saying that if you feel like you're stuck in depression you should go find a therapist and they can help you work through to the next stage Mm -hmm. which is acceptance acceptance does not mean happy ending Mm -hmm. it means that you accept it and you understand what it means to you. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not like you're moving on from it or like you are okay with it. It's more like you have a new perspective for it. For example, you understand that the person's dead is not coming back. Mm-hmm. And you know that you need to find a way to deal with it. Right. You are actively facing your emotions. You accept that it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. And you need to understand what this means in your life now.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so, like, which stage would, like, people mostly get stuck on? Or is it, like, different for
0: everyone? I guess it's, like, different for everyone. Because, you know, some people will be stuck in depression. hmm Some will be, just be in anger. You know, I've seen so many TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like, these characters are, just, like, so angry about their dead parents. hmm have you seen that kind of story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they're stuck <laughs> yes. in anger. Like, they need to direct their anger to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, they're not willing to face their
1: own emotions,
0: right? Or You know, depression is like super normal for people to be stuck in depression. Right.
1: Then is it possible for like people, you know, to go backwards?
0: I mean, I guess it is, but I'm not sure though.
1: What if like you've already accepted it and then you started bargaining again?
0: I think it could be possible. Oh, really? Because you never know what will trigger you to do that. Uh-huh. And mm, true. to be honest, this model is not the only model for dealing with loss. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, people have seven stages, different. You can, there's a lot of models. mm mm-hmm. This one is just more accepted. Right. I guess it's for its simplicity. Mm-hmm. Because you can really see, like, this kind of lining between each stage. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it clearer. And I guess that's why, you know, use this more. Right. Back to the five stages. Ultimately, acceptance is the person dealing with this loss. Mm -hmm. Understanding that life has to go on. Mm -hmm. There are going to be more good days to come. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's still going to be hard when you think about it. Mm -hmm. But they are just accepting the fact that they're going to be dealing with it. Maybe their whole life. Maybe for... A year, maybe, for, you know, a long time. Mm-hmm. But they just accept it and live on with it. Kind of, like, coexist with it. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. But not, like, fight against it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. And I guess that's whole five-stage model. And I think we can really see it in many different things mm-hmm. other than death. Um, For example, it could be getting a bad grade. Mm-hmm. Super normal. It's just, it just could be anything, so... It's not limited to death. Right. And I guess overall, you know, over this whole season, I think human has so many imaginations or so many research, so many ideas about death because we don't know what it really is.
1: Right. Death is very complicated and we have a lot of rituals to, you know, deal with it as well.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And people have psychological experiments. Mm Mm-hmm. And some people have like philosophical thoughts
1: about it. Mm -hmm.
0: I guess it's all just us trying to understand what is death. Like, what is it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like we are never going to understand it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like I said in the previous episode, I think death is a way for us to realize that we are living.
1: Right. I think so, too.
0: And I think it is what makes life meaningful even though that sounds cheesy and <laughs> stupid but I guess it kind of is Uh huh. Mm-hmm. and on that note I think it's the end of this season and the question that we have like what is death is not answered and I guess it's just like how everybody understand it mm-hmm
1: Thank you for listening to this episode.
0: We will upload a new episode every Thursday.
1: Remember to like, follow, and share our podcasts with your friends and family. You could also share your idea and thoughts with us on our Instagram at teenup.podcast.
0: You could also find us on YouTube, and we will be thrilled if you could subscribe and leave us a comment. Thank Thank you you and bye. bye!